0: Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Last I Heard podcast with Lead MC. Um, last week, we touched upon the new AAF, or yeah, a couple weeks ago, touched upon the new AAF, the Alliance of American Football League, and um, some changes I was going to make to the podcast and things just to straighten up. Um this time we're gonna have Kno- uh Cody Knutson back uh from Top Tier More sports. We're gonna have him back from uh the first episode he was here. Um and we're just gonna have him back and talk about uh some new updates and stuff that's going on in his life. Uh Cody, how you doing man? I'm doing
1: awesomely. Uh thanks for having me back on. Yeah, man, it's
0: great to have you. Um I know so it's been what well, it's probably been a month, I guess, probably, since the last time that uh we had you on and really talked. Um yeah, what's it's been, uh, been, uh yeah. It's been yeah. yeah man, uh let us know what's going on.
1: Well, um I guess not a lot has happened since the last time we chatted. Um I think we left off uh just before I was headed over to Wausau to race, uh after um I think we touched base just after Eagle River, so we were headed to Wausau the following weekend. Yep. And uh did fairly well, finished uh seven and uh, kind of was able to finish a weekend without crashing, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh And, yeah, we walked away from that uh, feeling pretty good, and we were happy just to uh, finally get a good finish under our boat.
0: That's great to hear, man. Um, since Wausau, um have you been oh, anywhere
1: Actually, we haven't been anywhere since Wausau. Oh, really? kind of no. just played out that we were – Gonna, we were both we were gonna run both Wausaus all along and then Wawega came along oh, yep. and uh, actually Waawga was kind of like one of the weekends that we had that it was kind of warm here and they actually ended up getting like fogged out. They couldn't race anyway and we uh-huh. didn't go. Uh, we had some other things going on and um, so it's kind of okay that I didn't go because it ended up being a cancellation anyway so uh, yeah we find ourselves coming back to Wausau this weekend for our final race.
0: Uh, of the season, so as your final race of the season um I know we have touched on uh before um even in the last um podcast that I had you on that um potentially i mean last year we talked it would be potentially your last year uh racing um and i you know we kind of touched uh the other night about um that in a little more detail um do you kind of want to make an announcement at all yeah
1: as of uh today um i after this weekend um racing at i'll be stepping away and retiring uh from professional pro champ racing um it's been uh, something that i've had on my mind for um quite a while and um oh it's uh it's tough i mean it's uh emotionally when you start to think about it you know it's kind of easy to say at first but when you start thinking about it it's uh it's tough makes you realize how dedicated how passionate you are towards this and um yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be weird at first but i think um I think we'll be all right in the end, and I think that uh, I'm I'm 100% okay with my decision, and I, I've thought it through numerous times in different ways, and I've all kind of always came back to the same conclusion that uh, uh, now the time is right. So, uh, yeah, so after this weekend, I'm going to be uh, an old, retired, washed-up snowmobile racer. <laughs>
0: Um, well, man, I mean, honestly, I gotta just say congrats to you. Um, you've had a hell of a career. Honestly, I am very thankful to just be a part of it and, um, to kind of capture some of that for you. Um, it's been a hell of a ride for sure. I mean, you've had, uh, ups and downs kind of like any other, uh, racer. Um, but I think, I think the biggest thing that you can take away with that is, uh, like your health, you know, like your you're not walking away like stumbling away, you know, you're not in a rough spot or anything. You're, you're in good health. And I think that's just a huge thing to, um, to look back on your racing career and, um, be thankful for.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is, um, I'm able to walk away under my own, uh, my own will of, you know, uh, not because I have to retire. I'm injured to the point where I can't race anymore or, you know i'm doing it uh I'm doing it on my on my free will and this is a decision that uh, I've made um that I think what's best for myself and my family um we've done this for a long time um I, I let my uh sponsors and fans and everyone know about uh the news this morning in a press release and I have got nothing but positive feedback and um everybody's been very understanding of where I'm coming from and i um I wanted to make sure that when I did say this, I gave every reason and tried to share it with uh, everyone where my mind is at and why I made this decision. Because I think that, um, you know, as a, as a fan of other motorsports, um, when I see somebody retire, I kind of want to know why. What What's the biggest reason? Why are they doing that? What's going on, you know? And I tried to just share that as much as I know um, what just – with the way I've been thinking, you know, so I kind of put that down into the press release and gave a couple reasons on why I am making the decision that I'm making. And um, I feel that uh, my biggest one is just the dedication that um, this sport requires to be successful and the clear mind and the focus that you need to have when you're on the track. And I think you and I have talked about this on our last podcast is that you know, you've got to be able to focus and give 110% every time as you're out there. Not only is it not fair to your crew, but not fair to the other competitors that you're out there with. And I just don't feel that I can give it that commitment anymore like I used to. And I don't want to shortchange my guys who, you know, bust their ass for everything and. Take time away from their families and uh, to spend on the road with me racing, and we, we've done it for a long time. I think I look back; I think we did it for ten years, and um, we've come a long way. And I, I think that you know, uh, when we all started top tier motorsports, I, I wanted to be like uh, some of the big race teams that we followed, and God, it'd be cool to be like them and race champ. And never would I have thought that we'd have made it this far. I never would have pictured in a million years we were we've been able to pick up some of the sponsors that we've had i mean you know my biggest accomplishment is being able to walk away saying hey i was a skidoo factory racer at one point you know in my career and not a lot of people can say that and um but i can i can walk away and say that and be able to have that uh you know with me for the rest of my life so like i said i think that um i think that the time is right and um Like I said, there's a couple of reasons why I'm making the decision that I'm making. And uh, the other one I briefly touched on in that press release this morning was uh, my vision concerns. Mm -hmm. um, I've always battled with uh, the snow dust in this sport. I think a lot of people realize that it's part of the sport and it's something that you're getting yourself into when you get into it. Um, It got to the point so bad during my pro-light career that I actually went and seen an eye specialist over in Minnesota and uh, was diagnosed with a condition called keratoconus. And keratoconus basically means that um, you will continue to have um, significant uh, problems when uh, light um, is brought into your eyes' bright lights. And, uh, it kind of creates a, um, a foggy type perception. And, uh, I mean, basically it's, uh, every, it, in, in short, tor- short, short story, I should say is that, um, when you're out there racing in the snow dust to, to an average racer, it's bad, but for me, it's uh bag of uh, it's magnituded like a hundred percent because mm. it feels like I'm racing into a white wall. So. Like I said, it got to the point where I wanted to go see a specialist and see if there was anything that could be done. And uh, uh, I guess, kind of at this point, we, I had a surgery that um, was is is going to uh, keep it uh, at the uh, level it's at. It can't get any worse, and it can't get really any better. So um, I'm kind of kind of, I guess, screwed, as you could say. the the The, the biggest uh, thing they could do to make things overcome is to have uh, cornea transplants, in which Jeez. my um, my mother and my grandma have both had, so it's kind of a hereditary deal. And uh, I guess I'm the next victim up, but uh, they want to try to postpone that until I'm, you know, in my 40s or something, because the, you know, that's a, a huge risk. I mean, mm. if you're able to live your everyday life the way I am now. Um, they, they suggest sticking out, sticking it out and waiting until you're older in life to do a, a, a severe surgery like that. So that's also a huge reason um, why uh, I made this decision. Um, and, you know, Lee, I mean, you've uh, been with us and I've always struggled with trying to find goggles and lenses yeah. and, I mean trying to figure out why I can't, you know, I, I mean, I know it's bad for everybody, I just, but sometimes it's frustrating on my end because I try to explain to somebody how bad it really is, and I don't think they quite understand it until you kind of see if you're able to see what I would see, and it would be uh, a pretty no-brainer for a lot of people to say that you can't do this. So I did it for, I did it for a long time, and I was able to uh, overcome it and fight through it, but um, it's uh, it's to the point where um you come out of a corner and you, you're trying to hold it wide open to stay with the pack and um i can't tell myself to do that anymore when you can't see what's on the other side you know
0: yeah totally i mean yeah like you said uh yeah you had you had tons of goggles you know and went through multiple companies um to try to find the right ones i mean uh you pointed out a long time ago there's not really a brand out there that's made for snowmobile racing um you know you're not getting the the snow and uh, ice chunks, you know, flying at you, and like you said, uh, snow dust that comes up, and especially if it's uh, the sun's out that day and you got the snow dust coming up, um, I'm sure that's got to be difficult to see. Um, I also remember one time you, you came off the track, and we had seen you kind of go like up a little higher, like where the um, the sweepers would um, basically stop, um, you know, they wouldn't do the entire ice uh, part of the track, so there, there'd be a yep. snow dust kicked up a little higher, and he said you couldn't see that, you like you you didn't recognize it. I was like, wow, like that. That's when I knew um, yeah. there was definitely a problem.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough for me to explain uh, to to somebody really when you come off and say you can't see. I mean, as a fan, you know it's tough enough to see us out there, but you know put yourself out there behind 11 other guys, or you know when you're in the pack trying to race and make maneuvers at 100 miles an hour, it's really tough when you can't. Uh, you can't pick out uh, um you know where the inside of the corner is versus the outside you know during mm-hmm. daytime it's really tough for me i mean the ice and the snow dust and the snow banks they all blend in together and you're kind of you know i hate to say it but you're kind of chasing that taillight in front of you and hoping that uh, that taillight doesn't go away because if it does go away either they crash or you're about to crash so that's kind of what i've learned to uh kind of I uh, just I've just learned to like, you know, take it easy out there and I mean it's not worth um not worth uh getting yourself into a predicament where you're gonna injure yourself or someone else. So yeah, it's been something that I've just dealt with all along.
0: Yeah, I mean I um that's definitely like a huge handicap that you have had, you know, uh looking at it. Um like uh I could I could only compare it to uh, when we had the GoPro mounts uh facing forward um on the sled, you know, it, yeah. it, it, I didn't use very much footage of that because it didn't take long before that whole lens was filled up with uh, with ice yeah. and uh, slush or whatever, you know. It yep. took one yep. lap and it was useless, you know. I could only use that first couple turns, so I I get yeah. where it could definitely be um, a struggle even without um, you know your your uh, poor vision, I guess I could say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, so that was kind of a, a real big uh, reason why I did what I did. And, um, you know, there's, uh, other contributing factors too, but that was kind of one of the biggest ones is that, um, the vision standpoint and, and, and with the vision standpoint, it, it brings a lot of frustration to me. I mean, you try to go out there and give your team 100% and it's hard to give your team 100% when you're struggling to see the competition and struggle to, you can't drive your hardest because you're worried about being able to see. So a lot of that's just built up. I mean, it's built up, but uh, it, it magnifies, um, I guess, when um, you, you get into a crash or, you know, what ended our year last year was the biggest crash of, probably my career at Eagle River, obviously, and totaling out the sled. I mean, all that stuff piles up, and it just makes you realize and think to yourself, is this worth it, you know? And I think um, I think we touched on that first podcast. Um, I remember thinking to myself after that first crash, um, waiting for the uh, EMTs to get up there to pull me out of the hay bales, I, I told myself, I, I, remember it, I remember it saying to myself as I'm laying up there, I said, uh, I said out loud, I said, why, this ain't worth it anymore, I'm done. Mm. And I'll remember probably that for the rest of my life because I think at that point it was the biggest realization that um, you know that it it, it needs to, uh, you need to make a decision when you're up there saying that kind of thing to yourself because you know deep down that you're not into the sport like you used to be and you can't get your head dialed in to where it needs to be. And so I, I took that into consideration when I made my decision. And for sure. I, um I think that's, uh, I think that was probably the biggest like uh, incident that put me over the edge and told myself, yep, I'm that made up my mind for sure. You know, I had it in the back of my mind before, but after that I was like, yep, uh, you know, I can walk away from here and, healthy and not have uh, anything wrong with me or you know anything like that so I think that was that was it that's why I did what I did and that's why we're here today
0: for sure and I, I think um, you know when you look at like you said like in that crash and you're in the bales it's when you compare to that kind of racing to almost any other kind of racing um, like NASCAR for an example um, you know a lot of people need to you know take in consideration there is no roll cage you know like you're you're completely away from that sled at that moment, you know, like you're you're basically thrown. It's like a car crash almost, you know? I mean, luckily you can slide on ice and that's a little more forgiving sometimes depending on, you know, how hard you hit it. But um, you know, like I've I, we've seen, you know, both you and I and, you know, everyone that's watched those races, those snowmobile races that um, you know, you can get kicked off that that sled. And it can come right back at you towards a wall, you know, like you can separate it and it's, you know, you might think it's nice that it's away from you and you're not going to get that carnage. But one thing that's really bad about it is it could come right back and hit you. You know, you can get thrown off to the right of it as you're turning and then that side comes and follows suit right to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually had that happen to me. I've never had it happen to me in any of the other crashes, but it did happen to me in that second one at Eagle River this year where I got thrown off and the sled actually followed me in and uh that's that's a big fear I think uh as a snowmobile racer just due to the fact that you know, you got uh carbides that'll slice you up. Mm-hmm. You got a track with three hundred some studs in it that's ready to tear you up and thankfully the sled actually kinda just pushed me into the bales further. Didn't really necessarily land at me or anything like
0: that, but uh. How much? How much does yeah, your so uh, sled weigh? Me,
1: uh, my sled probably weighs about around 400
0: pounds. Yeah, and so yeah, taking so, that consideration too, not just not just sharp, you know, spikes going into you or blades going into oh you, yeah, know, you got, but also you the, the weight. As
1: well. Yeah,
0: you know, you're getting hit by, uh, yeah. you know, like basically like two linemen coming at you and hitting you.
1: Yeah yeah so i I mean it rolled up on me enough where it actually pinned me down, and um I couldn't get up I mean it had me held to the ground and um it had to lift the sled off me so I could get up I mean, I felt okay, but it was just the fact that holy cow, you know that's <laughs> I've never had that happen before, and that makes you wake up too so mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's just it's it's crazy i mean we've we've come so far since um this the beginning, and I guess. I mean, the biggest reason, and um, you know, why I'd uh, want to share this stuff with you because it's easier for me to talk about than try to put it down on paper and mm-hmm. type it up on a computer. So it's uh, I'm I'm glad that you're able to get a hold of me and uh, I get to share this uh, with you.
0: Yeah, I, do. I mean, honestly, I I truly appreciate it as well. I mean, you you kind of told me last night you were starting that email, um, or the. Um, Press release. Press release. Yeah. Yep, that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. and you you were kind of like just starting it, and I that's definitely. I was like, well, I was like, this is perfect timing because uh, I knew I wanted to do a podcast today. Didn't know necessarily, um, you know, I'd be having you on or anything, but yeah. when uh, you know, I I knew at some point when you were ready to announce it and make it official, I definitely wanted to have you on and talk about that for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean, I appreciate it because it's, it's so cool to be able to sit and chat with you about it and just get my story out to uh, other people that are going to be listening to this podcast as well to help them understand the the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I mean, uh, I guess, you know, not to brag, but I feel like I'm a pretty lucky individual from starting um, where we were and to getting to where we ended up here. So I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, you know, to, to somebody who wants to get started in the sport, uh, go for it and just, you know, run with it. I mean, because you never know, I mean, it, and it doesn't have to be with racing, anything in life. I mean, if you want to do something, I got, I, have witnessed it firsthand. Yeah. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen in a few years, but, uh, look where we ended up. I mean, I'm running, uh, professionally with uh, the best in the world and, I have, uh, the greatest family and fans and sponsors who've been with me for numerous years. And, uh, uh, some of my sponsors have started to write me back and email me back and just, uh, it's actually very humbling just to read some of the things that they have to say and, um, how proud of me they, uh, they are. And, uh, you know, how thankful they were able, to, uh, they are that they, we were able to meet and, you know, um, my great sponsor from the north, FXR Racing, who had been with me for five plus years. Um, it's uh, it's so cool, you know. I who would have thought i had been an FXR factory racer, and um, it's just. It, I mean, you were up there with us when we were able to go through the factory, and mm-hmm. we were finally able to put a face to the names up there, and yeah, it, uh, it, it's it, it's all so cool. It's just all tying back together now, and mm-hmm. it's really cool to see, you know. And, them think so highly of myself and uh top tier motorsports and um it, it's cool i mean like i said it's just i i, I kind of had a loss of words just because i haven't kind of i guess realized that it's come to an end but mm. uh it's uh it's it's like i said it's 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 cool that we're here and um yeah it's gonna take some getting used to but i think in the end uh we'll be all right
0: for sure man i mean yeah, like you said, like uh, when we went up there, uh, yeah, to the gray white north up there to see, um, raced up there and then got to see uh, the FXR, uh, basically um, headquarters. Um, yeah, they, they were. I mean, they were like a family from the get go. It seemed like they let us in and uh, treat us so well. Um, we yeah. went up to their like kind of uh, box at the at the track, and and they just took yep. us in and were so nice, offered us food, and, uh, gave me a hat and yeah. everything, like, it was, they're amazing, they're awesome people, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I could definitely see that, um, I'm blanking on the name of the person that used to contact you all the time, I don't know if it's still Diane. the same, Diane, yep, yeah, she is such a sweetheart, yep. um, yeah, yeah, she was Diane's,
1: uh, been a huge part of, uh, our deal, she actually emailed me back, um, little while ago here and she was uh she she started off by saying uh, she's not good at saying goodbyes but uh (laughs) she wanted to say you know how um how great it was that we were able to meet and um how awesome it was that I was part of the FXR family for five plus years and she couldn't stress enough how of a huge uh, role I was in their marketing standpoint, just because of the fact I did so well with uh, social media stuff, and mm-hmm. I uh, I was uh, a huge in that in, uh, sense. So yeah, and it like you said, it was it was tough, and it, and it's actually it's tough for me to read that because I mean I don't I'm not a somebody who likes seeing all that stuff wrote about me or whatever, but it, it's just neat to see that other people have thought of. You know top tier and myself the way they I have and uh yeah it's cool that uh even lucas oil lucas oil um they emailed me back today too, and she's you know uh luanne is my uh contact through them, and I've been with them for uh probably four or five years now too and it's uh she was kind of the same way she said that um <laughs> you know um, how cool it was to be on board for with Lucas as long as I have and she says that uh, you know we haven't met I think they're out in California so it's obviously kind of hard for us to meet them but uh, you know for them to stick with a snowmobile racing team uh, for as long as they have means a lot Um, it means a lot too because their their primary focus is on uh, you know stuff in the summertime and racing car racing things like that so i think it kind of says a lot to uh uh top tier motorsports and what people thought of it and why sponsors have stuck with me as long as they have and i think that it's uh pretty cool that uh they're all you know saying the things that they're saying and wishing me best of luck in the future it really does mean a lot
0: absolutely man i i mean that really makes me think of uh the um the other day, I was cleaning out like my closet and uh, just all the different uh, top tier shirts and hoodies and stuff like that <laughs> through the years, and seeing uh, yeah. sponsors' names on there like continuously, like um, the kind of last like jersey one that we had, uh, jersey yeah. polo kind of thing. Um, you know, it's it's pretty cool, and I even wore a FXR jacket um, the other day, and I had someone comment on that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they asked me what that was like top tier motorsports and, you know, I let them know. And that was in, um, that was in I think that was in Park City that, so, I mean, oh, you might've had somebody look cool. you up, you know, in Park City, you know, up top go. tier kind of thing. And that, yeah. uh, that also leads me to another question that I have is, um, yeah. you know, this might be the end of Cody Knutson, the the champ, uh, racer, but is, is it really like the end of Cody Knudsen possibly racing anything else or the end of top tier motorsports.
1: Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, um, I don't think there'll ever be a way to get the need for speed out of somebody once they have it in them. Mm. And I'm going to be a definite, uh, candidate for that. I've already tried to think of how I'm going to tame myself and, uh, (laughs) find that fix, so to speak. Mm. But, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different things out there. I think that, uh, as I stated in that press release, um, my new uh, uh, gorgeous wife, Brittany, and I are starting to look at uh, getting on new home built and um, kind of just move on and start uh, start a family, so to speak. And um, So I think we'll probably go ahead and start that step. And I think that uh, if anything follows after that as far as racing goes, that'd be great if not i'm okay with it hmm. yeah so like you know seeing top tier um you know just go away it's pretty hard for me to, to swallow really i mean we've worked so hard to get it where it's at you know and we started out with probably 10 followers on facebook and we were like wow you know we were taking the world by storm and You know, now, uh, 10 years later, we're at, uh, I don't know, 1,300-plus likes, I think it's that, and, you know, Top Tier is known for what we do around the world. I found uh, there's people overseas that follow us, and uh, I'm finding out today, after my announcement, a lot of people thought very highly of us and what we did, and I found that uh, people have been following (laughs) me from all over that I had no idea, so... It's, uh, it's neat to see. And like I said, whatever happens in the future happens. I've, I've always had a real big interest in motorcycle racing. Um, I was a former motocross racer before I started snowmobile racing. Uh, motocross is something that I probably will never go back to, but, uh, (laughs) I've, uh, I've, I do have an interest with road racing motorcycles. Uh, and, um, yeah, that might be something to look at down the road, but who knows? Like I said, it's, uh. We're getting old, Lee, and it's tough to admit mm. it. But uh, and I hate admitting it, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, we we gave it all we had uh, in a racing sense while we were doing it, and uh, there's nothing I can uh, hang my hat on. So,
0: yeah, man. Yeah, um, I uh, yeah, I don't think I could even let top tier die um myself um i don't i don't have a lot of money but i um, i'll figure something out
1: uh yeah <laughs> i'll, uh, I'll race. no no and that's uh, another you know? thing that i'd like to say too it's just so cool that um you know i think you were there the night that we came up with the name yep. of this team and uh it's just so cool that you guys my closest friends who may not be at the races every week or who live you know like you live in utah now and uh it's so cool uh, for my standpoint just to see how much you guys still care about that and um, it's cool to see that uh, all you guys are so committed to keep things keep it going and I love how you guys wear the clothing every now and then and get the name out there. And It's cool. It shows me that you guys have passion for, for what we created and it's, it's definitely not just something that I created. It was a total team effort. It always has been and It always will be moving forward through the future. So, uh, like I said,
0: that's that's cool. Yeah, man. I hope I hope one day I can get uh, Top Tier Motorsports on a rally car or something like that. That's that's (laughs) that's still my dream. I think I'll I could. There you uh, go. You know, it doesn't matter. Right side rally. Yeah, right side rally. The original name of the team. I lost that sticker a long time ago, by the way. I don't know what happened to that. I was so mad that I lost it. I was thinking about that the other day. I was putting stickers on my laptop, and I'm like, "Where the hell did that go?" Um, but yeah, um, I—that I, is a dream of mine to do one day. Um, I—it might be on the smallest stage, you know. It, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it'd probably be pretty comparable to you know the limited five hundred or um yeah. not even that, you know, the snow twister days kind of kinda thing. You know, yeah. I'll be driving like an old GTI or something like that. <laughs> but if I'm sixty years old doing it, uh you know, I'm still doing it. Absolutely.
1: I'll, You're welcome to run the top tier to name at any time.
0: Alright, I'm glad I have that and uh, uh recorded <laughs> <laughs> Can't go back on it now.
1: All right. Last I
0: Heard podcast, episode number three And... uh I don't even know what the time would be right now. <laughs> it tells me in bars. Three forty-seven. Three forty-seven
1: cents on daylight time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's a. I don't remember that now. All right. <laughs> um, the, um, for racing wise, I don't know if I have too much more to touch upon. I am curious if you watch any of that uh, Alliance of American Football. You watch any of those games at all?
1: Yes. Well, actually, I. um. Ooh, uh, I'm I, I've been plowing a lot of snow here. I mean, it's been oh like yeah. you live at the North Pole. Records uh, uh, snow is like every other day here, and it's, it's getting ridiculous. But it's uh, it's good. It's keeping me busy, and I actually get so have so many hours spent in the truck plowing snow. I get sick of listening to the radio, so I just oh, yeah. play podcast podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was able to catch your podcast, and uh, got a little bit more familiar with what was going on. So I, I'll admit your uh, podcast made me tune into the the league. Uh, yes, so it, you know your your podcast worked. Nice. Uh, I uh, thought it was pretty cool. No yeah. doubt. I, I think that uh, I think my biggest thing was like being able to see all the old players and some of the former coaches, and try mm-hmm. to guess where they coach and stuff. So that was cool. I was I was. Like you had stated on your podcast, uh the days of having uh, football over after the Super Bowl is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it's cool to tune in for sure. I'm I'm excited to see what the uh future holds for that league. For sure. I mean
0: uh so I mean since since the episode that I uh episode two or whatever that I recorded, um there's been two games um for each team, two weeks. Um and yep. it's It's definitely interesting you see the differences between it and the NFL, you know, certain rule changes and um, abilities. Um, Another thing that I just read the other day is uh, it almost went belly up after week two. The whole thing. The whole AF almost collapsed. And then... Yeah, I was...
1: I heard that too, yep. but I didn't really like look into. Oh, I I heard that actually on the Bob and Tom show. I, think oh, I heard yeah. that. Uh, that actually went belly up, uh, or was almost went belly yep. up. And I was like, I was gonna ask you about uh, what was the deal with that because I didn't listen on why.
0: Yeah, um, and that's the thing too. I've heard more about it, and I've read a little more about it, and there's still not a clear thing. Like first thing that comes up is like payroll, and um, and then the okay. the league, um, basically, um, the commissioner. Uh, creator of the AFL said that, or the AFF, sorry, um, said that um, that is definitely not the problem. Um, I think it's part of it. I think there's a lot of different things that were coming up to it money-wise that uh, they had troubles with. Um, yep. And then um, a huge factor that I found out too about watching the games that I had no idea about is that um, the AAF does not have health insurance for these players. Does not. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was like, what, when I heard oh, that? Maurice Jones-Drew was announcing a game, and he said that, and I was like, what? He announced it while oh. one guy who was, like, went off on a stretcher with his leg, and I'm like, what? I'm like, this guy's going to pay out of his own pocket to fix it? I'm like, that's insane, dude. I was like, he, they, you know, they must be making at least decent amount to be able to, you know, get just Gosh. health insurance in general on their own, but dang. Yeah, man, I, I couldn't believe that, but yeah, um... The NHL owner of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes stepped in and offered them two hundred and fifty million dollars, and has most of the shares now. So he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be holding the the rule maker, I think. Um, so hopefully it doesn't change okay. too much, but um, if at all, but they they've already been you know, backed, I guess, for uh, next season to come through, and um, I think I think it's definitely gonna be here to stay because yeah, like you said, you know. Um, it's not, it's not over after, you know, February, whatever, the Super Bowl, um, football still yep. continuing and people are loving it, especially they're hitting these markets that don't have, uh, football teams. People are loving it. Well, yeah,
1: not only that, but they're on, they got a Pat TV package deal that they're hitting people that have, you know, the basic cable network too. I mean, yeah, they're on, that's huge. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think they were on what, CBS? Yep. Uh, CBS. That's a huge deal. Yeah, um,
0: TNT, and, um, Bleacher Report, yeah. and uh, something else. I can't remember the last one.
1: Yeah, and I think that, uh, yeah, that's huge in itself because mm-hmm. uh, people who thought football is over and they're scrolling through the channels see this and they get hooked on it and they're mm-hmm. throwing the football. Who's going to want to turn it off once they start watching? So
0: Yeah, right. And- I
1: think that... I think that's cool, but I do hope that um, they'd find uh, common ground with the insurance deal because the minute you said that, what comes to mind was X Games and the fact that yep. they didn't have insurance for their athletes and the X Games has kind of taken a turn downward, in my opinion, because of that.
0: Yep, safety. And yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a huge reason why the Nitro Circus has actually grown – so much is because they have uh, insurance plans in effect for the athletes that compete in that, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, when you're... I I, I don't care if you're playing football, if you're playing uh, shuffleboard. I mean, we all know that shuffleboard players can pull out pull a muscle, too, when they're shuffling their I don't even know how they play that game. <laughs> yeah. I just wrecked They could pull a hammy, I'm sure. <laughs> I just it on a cruise ship once, so was, that's what I thought about it. But I think everybody should have some kind of insurance when, yeah. you're, uh, when you're in a league or when you're partaking in an extreme sport. I mean, right. that's, a, that's, that's, your that's a deal breaker, really. Yeah, yeah, that's a deal breaker. I mean, uh, that's your full-time job. Um, you know, you you're at risk each and every time you take the field or you go out to do a trick, and if you don't have something to, to back you up, I mean that makes things pretty tough. Yeah,
0: you're you're definitely gonna be babying yourself a little bit. You know, you're not gonna go as far as you could. Um, it's it's yep. kind of I think a lot is like just us growing up. Um, we did a lot of stupid things that could get us very hurt. Um, I yeah. ru- I ruptured my spleen snowboarding, um, and I did that. Okay, so that's a lot of money. I did. <laughs>
1: I hope you seen that text message I sent you a few weeks ago with the picture of the Black Factor X jump that says "Oh, everyone... yep. <laughs> Yeah. I laughed so hard. For yeah. people who don't know, Lee, Lee snowboarded at my house. Uh, when we were in high school, we had a huge snow hill on the side of my mom's house that we'd <laughs> light all up at nighttime and have jumps and rails and all kinds of stuff, and we'd spend hours out there.
0: Take and, take note uh, take note that I I usually had a video camera in my hand and nothing yeah, else. I yeah. participated <laughs> in no other way. Okay, and you can you can continue. Lee, <laughs>
1: somehow somehow we decided that uh, he was just gonna, <laughs> he was tired of filming and he wanted to be the star for a change. Yeah. And uh, well, he he put the board on his seat and I don't know if it was me or somebody else asked him. Lee, have you ever like snowboarded before? And I don't remember your answer. I so, um,
0: I think I went down a hill <laughs> once, but there I it was a, it was not steep and um I just went straight and that was it.
1: So <laughs> that's my experience. So he he gets up and he goes. Rather than just going down the hill once and, you know, taking a casual easy run, he goes right for the jump first time. Yeah. <laughs> he launched, he launched off this black they had these factor x jumps that we had and then we'd build snow around it to kind of have a base of a jump and then we'd make it higher off that well he went off that and I'll tell you what I think the board was higher than he was at oh for
0: point. sure <laughs> absolutely I was ass over tea kettle easy <laughs> easy because I slammed funny right now, on my but... back
1: it sure wasn't funny then <laughs> No. I wasn't home at the time we're a bunch of kids, Lee's down at the base of the hill after he just crashed, gasping for air yeah. like he's dying on us. We're all a bunch of kids frantically running around trying to figure out what we should do. So yep. we, we get to, I don't even know if we carried I think we carried you.
0: Um, carried I, you back? I made it. You I walk? made it. So you no, yeah, I walked yeah. back up to the hill. And I think it was like your car was parked, and I was leaning on that for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, cause you know, yeah, I still
1: trying to get air. Yeah,
0: I knocked the wind out of me as well. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to breathe. And I never had that happen to me before either. So I I didn't know what the hell was going on. And uh, yeah, I I leaned on the car, and then someone kind of helped me walk at least to the steps. And I sat there yeah. for a little bit, and I just wanted to be warm. So I got inside. Or uh, yeah, it yeah, took forever to take their- off my boots and shit too. So <laughs> that that was painful as hell.
1: Yeah, you went and uh, went laid on my bed. And uh yeah. you just were not looking good. You're white as a ghost and finally we were all like flipping coins who was gonna call your mom and tell her, tell her yeah. you got hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was like something's and finally, wrong and then Finally I yeah. did and your mom was a paramedic and
0: yeah. She rushed yeah, she, over there, she, she was there in her She
1: rushed over, picked you up. Mm-hmm pulled over on the way to the hospital for yeah like i that. thought that was
0: a dream i like had my eyes closed the whole time you know just focusing on breathing and then i see lights through my eyelids and i'm like what the hell and apparently this was the first time my mom ever got pulled over to by the way at least that's what she told me so i was like oh, oh shit. god and i definitely expected a police escort to the hospital from there that didn't happen just uh just you know Keep it on speed limit. I told you to
1: keep, keep on it. Yeah,
0: just keep it on our speed limit. <laughs>
1: I'll
0: let you go with a warning. Like, uh, okay, so meanwhile, the, I'm bleeding inside my body. The
1: night, yeah, the rest of the night we had no idea Lee's condition. I don't even <laughs> think we knew about it till the next morning. Maybe we got a text from Lee's mom saying that his spleen was ruptured and he's in so-and-so room at uh, the, uh, the hospital in Wisconsin Rapids, and you're welcome to come see him if you want. I had no and idea we, oh, that I happened. Don't.
0: <laughs> I want. I, now that you say that, I wonder. I'm like, wow. How did they know where I was?
1: I, I didn't yeah. text you. <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I I slept the I remember, entire next day. Yeah, I remember going to see you, and I was like, oh my god. You know, we just about killed Lee at our, at my house. Yeah, and that was it. Like once my mom found out that somebody like you got hurt, like <laughs> yeah. she's like, all right, that's it. Shut just it down. We're shutting the hell down. No, Knuton is down. <laughs> shut the lights <laughs> off. Boo. Like, it just, it was shut down. The hill just got shut down just yeah. like that. It was and a ghost after town, after lady. begging her, yeah, begging her to get it back going again. She's like, yeah, you guys can have it going again, but everybody's signing a waiver and their parents <laughs> are going to look at the waiver, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did but, not uh, return to the hill. Maybe as a cameraman again, but. Yeah, as a cameraman. <laughs> yeah oh that's so cool i mean it's cool now but it sure yeah. wasn't at the time because we were frantic we were mm. scared off our mind what what was gonna happen to you
0: <laughs> yeah it's weird it's like every once in a while you know like you go swim or something like that and people that don't know what happened they're like what is that giant scar on your body <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh i ruptured my spleen while snowboarding they're like, what? <laughs> man, and then I tell them a little story. I don't tell them how small the jump was and stuff, but yeah. I tell them I got hurt
1: snowboarding. You're like, <laughs> I just thought of this. What a great place for you to live, like out in Park City. You're like a legend out there. If you Dude, You got a car on your body yeah. like that from snowboarding. But
0: that's the thing. Everyone <laughs> out here skis and snowboards and stuff. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't do it. And they're like, what? How do you even do that? You're out here. Utah's known for, like, the greatest snow on earth, man. Yeah. And I'm like, Got into a really bad accident as a teenager snowboarding.
1: So. the up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I actually, I actually did go snowboarding probably like three other times after that accident. Um, I went to, I think I only went to like two different hills though, like Nordic and um, and oh, Rib yeah. in yeah. Wausau. And um, yep. but even I remember at, at Rib when I went though, I was hauling down that hill so fast. And I ate shit there, too. And I was like, I was probably, you know what, I was, I was probably thinking the same thing you were thinking when you were in Eagle River in those hay bales. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I here? Like, why yeah. Why am I still trying to do this? Like, I'm just kicking my own ass to try to snowboard. Like, I'm not even having that great of a time. So that's why I haven't even gotten back to it. Because I'm like, why? Who cares? I don't. Screw it. Girl yeah. wants to go snowboarding? Sweet. Have fun. I'll go for a walk. I'll go. I'll find a dog, a stray dog or something like that, chase him down, put a leash on, him, walk him and return him back where I found him. And, you know, that'll be my exercise. Sure, sure, not getting back on that. Uh, day, yeah. No, Ice no, and snow cool. and speed. I mean, one
1: the, it's one of those uh, great childhood stories that we can now talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. Knowing that you're
0: Yeah. I was i was telling someone else too like how we were trying to uh recreate jackass back in the day yeah. a backyard destruction as we called it uh the video um which was basically just me getting hurt all the time it was no one else um Dad. there's one clip really hard to find um of me in like um i think it was an orange jumpsuit like hunting jumpsuit or something like that and i'm uh can't remember i think i must be skateboarding or something like that and i think it's wesley or grant that comes out of nowhere and just jacks me up into the ditch and i land right on my neck like that was so stupid (laughs) like like, i look at it i'm like why and i got up and i'm like what and then wesley puts like a dump like a trash can over my head or something like that just so stupid and if, but it was just me. Yeah. I was the only one doing anything that was like I was getting hurt. I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? This is not a thing. Like if no one else is gonna do it, why why am I doing it? But, yeah, no, that's
1: uh that's for sure. There's so many dumb memories of trying to be cool and get it on film because 'cause we'd uh, just laugh about it for days on end when we were done with it.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's
1: pretty great, but
0: yeah, I mean when when you look back on it, yeah, like you said, it's not that bad, you know. Like we made it nope. we're still here and we're still doing all right. So it's Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> it's just a fun memory now. You know <laughs> That's right. For sure, man. Well, um yeah, man, it was great talking to you. Uh once again I just wanna congratulate you on your great uh snowmobile racing career. I know this is definitely not the end of you racing in general. I know even one you could take a victory lap one day, you know, or, you know, uh, a veteran's lap wave, you know, everybody and top tier will move on strong between uh, all of us um, and the fans. And I just want to thank you. Thank you for, uh, for killing it for all these years, man.
1: Dude, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. kind of gives me goosebumps just hearing you say that. Um, it's, uh, there's no doubt. I mean I just wanna thank all you guys and my fans and my sponsors and everybody who's had a part of making Top Tier successful. My family's uh, played a huge part in this and uh I'm completely honored to be where I am today and uh once again thanks for uh for everything. Appreciate it.
0: No problem man.
1: It was great talking to you. You too, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's Cody Knudsen, uh top tier motorsports, snowmobile racer. Um, yeah, we had him on on the very first uh podcast uh, of last I heard. Dear dear friend of mine. Um, been through a heck of a lot together, as you can hear uh through the stories. Um, it's gonna be crazy to think, you know, next winter he's not gonna be doing it every year. Like you said, for like ten plus years, he's been uh he's been out there chasing chasing for, uh, you know, the top prize there. And um, it's cool. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be with him as he got to the, the top class, the champ class. Um, but the the journey there was definitely amazing. Um, I, I truly did enjoy it. Looking back, there might have been a lot of moments where, you know, I wasn't quite enjoying myself, um, just freezing my ass off, really, um, being out there. That's the one thing I... I even encouraged him years ago when he thought about doing uh, the road bike racing. I was like, "You should do that, just so I'm not freezing all the time." And also, I, I feel like there's more exposure um, between media and uh, all sorts of mediums uh, for for road bikes over than um, over uh, snowmobile racing. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it'd be great if they were pretty even, you know. But snowmobile racing doesn't get the, um, the exposure that it should. There was um, a n- company like four years ago, I believe it was, that uh, that started doing live um, uh, live broadcasts of the snowmobile races. Um, I don't know if they did every single one. They did a lot, though. I'm blanking on what their name was. Um, I believe they still do it, but I think it's under another name, or maybe a different company entirely does it. So it's kind of nice. They're getting some exposure. Um, a lot of people weren't able to come to you know Cody's races uh, that we that we knew. So it was nice to be able to, to shoot them a link and be like, here you go. You can watch it live. Um, they say when the races are going to happen and stuff. Granted, it wasn't guaranteed times uh, between wrecks and and cleaning up the ice um, in between races, but it was still nice. And um, it's nice to have that that next step into their exposure but they could definitely use more i always wanted to start like a magazine for them and then it turned out someone else kind of had that same idea did it i don't think it's still around unfortunately um but then i figured i'd do this podcast and uh see if that could help too granted cody's not going to be it anymore but i think it's uh i think it's still great and um yeah i hope you guys enjoy um on the podcast in the future, we're going to have, um, like I said, we're going to talk about a ton of different, um, subjects other than just racing too. um, probably going to have, uh, my buddy Josh, we're going to talk about music. Um, he's been involved with music basically every end, uh, whether it's like producing or, um, playing or anything like he's, he knows so much about music. It's, it's crazy. Um. And then my buddy Timmy, we're going to have him on. We're going to talk about uh, the television. Uh, We'll probably have him come on right before the last season of Game of Thrones comes on. Um, Talk about some of the greatest shows of all time. What makes them that way. Um, We are also going to have... And then we're going to have Jeff Curtin and uh, Jared Curtin. Um, Actually, I'm not sure if it's uh, quite um, one or the other or both. Um, I think it would be cool to get both. um, Just have uh, multiple um angles um, and point of views. Um, they both do um the crew chief and driver kind of thing um, for uh, IMCA Northern Sport Mod. Um they're they're kinda of like a friend of a friend uh listeners of the podcast. So I think um I think that's that's gonna be probably uh very interesting. That's gonna come up more I think it's in April, I think. So it'll probably be like the beginning of April. That'll probably have them on. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're going to keep doing this, uh, every other week, uh, submission. So yeah, if you guys want to hit subscribe or you want to follow us at last I heard, um, podcast on Instagram, um, that's where I get all the updates about the, uh, podcast. Um, you can, um, email me at, uh, last I heard podcast at com as well. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, I think that might be it. Otherwise, you can you can follow Top Tier Motorsports on Instagram as well, Facebook. Um, you can go to toptiermotorsports.com to follow up more with Cody and uh, and the racing. Um, you can look at his racing um, all the way up to the past. If you go on YouTube to um, Farm Team Films, if you look them up on uh, YouTube, you can find uh, years and years of Cody racing snowmobiles uh, all around Wisconsin, Minnesota, Canada, all over the place for the last uh, at least 6 years. Um, not so much in the champ uh, racing as much unfortunately just because that's I ran that page for the longest time and uh, but yeah, otherwise it's been a great podcast, great show and thank you guys so much for the support and I'll catch you next couple weeks. Uh-huh.
1: Last time out, it was a little different